Welcome, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Sports Online Podcast, where we talk about football, the fishing, and everything in between. And before we get into our opening session, I have a quick question for the laddies. So, are you guys ready? I yeah. Am. Are good. you sure? Yes. I am very are you sure. sure. Okay. You know, there's a song that's just been stuck in my head recently, and I just feel the need to tell you guys. Okay. Oh goodness. Okay. And there's just this song that's called "A Thousand Miles" by Vanessa Carlton. Oh lord. And it is it is a catchy song, but uh-huh. you know what that that song is called? "A Thousand Miles." Right. A thousand miles. Uh huh. A thousand miles. That makes me think of ultra marathon running. Oh, oh my goodness. I also think of your amazing imitation. Oh of that song. my good. No, not at you should, all. You should give us a little peek of how you sing. Nope. The song. Okay. No, a thousand miles. That's an that is a what would be considered an ultra marathon. And so today, speaking of ultra marathon running, this episode is all about ultra marathons. And with that, at the beginning of the show, to kick off our topic, we have a very special interview with two very special guests, our mom and dad. They are at the Swami Ultra Marathon, which is a two hundred uh, two hundred mile marathon that goes up and. I don't know for sure. All I know is it goes by three lighthouses. It goes by, I'm pretty sure, in Virginia Beach, the Bodie Lighthouse, goes down to Cape Hatteras Lighthouse, and then goes back, which is... So it goes from Virginia Beach all the way down the Outer Banks and then back up to Virginia Beach. Now, I don't remember the lighthouse for it. Uh, Well, we'll we'll discuss that later uh, as as the show goes on. But, um, yeah, real quick, I wanted to ask how you guys are doing. Doing good. I am doing pretty well. You're doing well. I'm just excited for my parents to be back, if I'm being honest. Me too. But yeah, so without further ado, let's kick the show on the road. All right, how's the race going so far? Well, it's, um, the weather's been nice. Um, I'm at mile nine, almost... (laughs) It's 110. So we've got so, so nine from there. Third 100 98, miles. 98, 98, Because if it's 107. 110. Sorry, 110. So, we're at 100 yeah. miles. 100 miles. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Love to hear that. Yeah. So about 10 miles to the lighthouse. Touch the fence. Take a picture. Turn around. Start to head back to Virginia Beach. Awesome. How's the experience been so far? Painful. And super fun. Not, um, those words don't normally go together, but that's great. <laughs> they do an ultra running. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, lots of awesome people. Made new friends. Awesome. Eat a lot of junk food. Good food is what it's called. I saw a bear. What's today. that? I saw a bear. Oh, yikes. Lots of deer. It's been it's beautiful out here. I can't believe I've lived here my whole life and never gone out there. We've got to come back up. Um... Y'all would love it. I'm sure. The coast is yeah. our favorite place to be, for sure. But the guy who's in first place, he's killing it. He's already gone to the lighthouse. He's on his way back. Um, I don't know. I bet he finishes in three days. Yeah. And then um, there's a woman, Sally, who's probably, I don't know, 55 at least. And um, I think, careful about saying that, she check. Um, but she was a Marine. And she's out here by herself, totally self-supported, and I think she's in second place. She's amazing. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So, um, but you can totally check on the Swami Shuffle Facebook page to see where everybody's lined up. 
Um, but it's a good turnout. So we'll just hope the weather holds and we don't end up with crazy wind or rain in the next couple of days. And I can't wait to get home. Awesome. Is there any merit to getting a higher position in terms of like awards or something? No, not for this. So there's no awards for this since the whole purpose is to raise money for awareness in, as in the letter N, not I-N, awareness in action. Um, and their whole thing is to try to stop uh, veterans, well, just soldiers' suicide. So, you know, it's the, the fact that 22 soldiers a day commit suicide due to PTSD, um, trying to stop that so that's the the purpose behind the race so it's a raising awareness as people see us run they know that's why we're running and all the money raised is is straight to that so there's we everybody got a hat that's it all the money goes to the cause hi bob uh i have a question for you yeah so i uh, i think especially with uh and people may not realize but do you think that uh running on the beach on that soft sand is like much harder than running on cement or pavement because of what it does to your ankles yeah so hard um it hurts and my achilles is all swollen um on my right foot and i think it's just the the angle of the sand was so sharp and then um after that then after there wasn't a sharp angle then it just became really soft so all those little muscles are angry in my ankles is there is there anything you'd uh you would recommend to any listeners out there that if they were uh, to do long beach running, like stretches or something that could help uh, combat that intense pain in your Achilles? Well, I think if you can find the flattest surface, if we were trying, but there were so many cars, it was a pretty day. So all the trucks were driving on the beach. So there were so, too many car treads. Um, I would also say the lighter you are, the easier it is. The guy that was running with Sergio, who's about 200 pounds, like he would sink in the sand, whereas I could stay a little on top of it. So, um, you know, just if, even without your body weight, being light footed and taking short steps. Like I took short little steps. I didn't take big strides on the sand. And um, that's what kept me going almost to the end. So, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like on the way back. Probably carnage. But <laughs> Hello, I might Mom. Crawl. Might swim. They didn't say you couldn't swim. Yeah. Work different knows? muscles. Exactly. So, so yeah. Hello, Mom. Um, speaking of on the way back, I was curious. How are you thinking the weather is going to turn out on your um, your run back to Virginia Beach? So it depends on my timing. So it's crazy. If you look at the Outer Banks, the wind shifts all the time. Um, literally, within one hour to the next, it's completely different. Um, rain chances pick up tomorrow. Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow yeah. night. And then... You know, and through the rest. So this is part of the reason for the push, like get it done. Let's keep moving so that we can try to get away from the bad weather. Um, having a headwind and rain wouldn't be very fun. But luckily we have all the gear, so it's okay. Yes, we came prepared. Well, hello, Mom. Hi, how are you, James? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing quite well. So... I'm quite curious. How much have you been getting good sleep, or have you just been staying up from the intensity of the race? I had great sleep last night. I laid down at nine o'clock on this makeshift towel bed in the back of the car, using one of your sleeping bags as my pillow, and we slept for six hours in the back of the Volkswagen. 
That is some nice sleep right there. It was good sleep. I'm like, that's why I want to hurry up and get to the lighthouse and back so that we can find another place to sleep again. <laughs> I can't wait to sleep. But yeah, it was good. And then when I woke up from that sleep, I was able to run again and felt like I hadn't just put in all those miles. So it was great. Sleep is important. Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that the race is going so uh, smoothly, per se. Thank you, and I can't wait to get home. Yeah, we're excited for you to be back. Very. Be nice to each other. Well, of course. We're keeping <laughs> we're keeping Max in check for sure. Okay, good. We love you. Love, love you boys. too, mom. Okay. Love you, mom. Bye. Love you, mom. Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay, so hopefully with that, uh, our viewers out there who aren't familiar with ultra marathon running now get a, well, I guess you can't get a glimpse because it's a podcast, but a, a general understanding of the challenge. And, you know, I think there comes fun with if you really enjoy, like I love to, to do these types of ultra marathons, but um, the mental, I guess the drive that you have to have, and I think it, it's relative to every sport, but with this, it's just the 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 amount of exhaustion that you deal with and um it's definitely it's not like any other sport out there it it is truly it takes a lot of uh mental strength strength and battling which i think is the best because i know that all of us in this room can agree that one of the best parts about sports is having that um i don't know if satisfaction is the right word for it but just you know when you can do something that you people doubted they doubted you that you wouldn't be able to do it or you doubted yourself and then you saw that you did it. It's just, it feels good to complete something like that. And I think, and I know I can say it firsthand that that's one of the best parts about ultra marathon running is once you complete it and you realize what you did, like all the hard work that you put in it. And Isaac, just like my goodness, you can agree, you can relate with your state championship and Porter with, and I know you haven't said it, but every single sports you've played in middle school, you are a conference champion. Like, that's a lot of work that you have to put in for that and your state championship. And James with scoring, like, seven goals in one soccer game and then doing it back-to-back-to-back in so many games. Like, it's it it all is practice that leads up to that and hard work. So, I think um, with that interview, it just really gives you a glimpse of that. And that was a lot of fun to hear that. Um, So, I would definitely say um, that... You know, if you're ever interested in it, I say you should go for it. Uh, that's what I did. And um, a question to you, because I know you've done this kind of thing before. Mm-hmm. How long is the preparation for running, let's say, something like a 24-hour? Yes, okay, and that's a great question. And, see, I I am not one of, like, experience like our mother and our father, but um, the only race that I really did preparation for was my marathon and all the other ultra marathons I did, uh, I just kind of did on on the spot, if you will, or I, there was very minimal training to it. Um, like the first the way I got into ultra marathon running was mom was like, "Hey, you want to do this race with me?" And I was like, "Not really." And then she was like, "Well, there's going to be a bunch of free food," and so I was like, "Yes, I'm going to do it." And I'm really glad I did because it was so much fun. And the best part about ultra marathon running is the people you meet that is beyond my favorite part um you know that the milestones that you hit are awesome and um you know just if you like that athletic challenge and i do like it 
I like pushing myself just like I know you do and you well they can't see when I say you do but I know Isaac does Porter does and James does I know we all that competitive nature I think we all have that but the people that I I've met um are just some of the nicest people and I mean I don't really care if I'm the youngest one they're just they're just amazing people and I love talking with them and seeing them it's kind of like um and I don't know if it's because ultra running the community is really small but and it is if you're looking uh and in a in a uh, a view of all the other sports that are usually played or done and it just it's a I think it's a tighter bond um we're all just do you know we're doing it together and we all encourage each other um like the first ultra marathon I did um I remember I I was really unprepared I did it in some really bad like actually this type of well, again, <laughs> um, like regular socks. So they were like the heat insulated, like the Under Armour socks. Um, and I, I know that all of us, because you, because Porter and Isaac don't, you guys have gotten blisters playing in socks, right? Yeah. Plenty I was going to say, I'm sure you have. And I'm sure you have too, James. Um, I have. I'm sure you have. And when I was running my first one, I did it in a pair of basketball shoes and heat insulated socks. And six, seven hours in, my 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 legs were killing me, and um, I just really couldn't, especially with my uh with my feet with the blisters. I just it was really hard for me to keep going, and my legs uh definitely one thing that I I wasn't prepared for and with ultra running fatigue and um, muscle soreness kicks in and that is one of the hardest battles and it could if you don't train for it like I did it came really really quickly and when I had to stop for a couple hours to rest you know I was frustrated because I wanted to keep going but everyone was so uplifting and they visited me and they helped me get going and it was just it was so much fun I loved being with the people that is my favorite part uh, so after your training how long I know you said the fatigue was a big part and when you started relatively kicked in pretty fast, even after training, how long would you say it takes for the fatigue or like the soreness to kick in? Well, okay. From I only trained for my marathon for the ultra marathons. Uh, I didn't really train at all. I would say for the fatigue kicked in for me at about, so I started like the ones I, when I started eight, it usually kicks in like three or four, depending on how hard you go. Gotcha. And um, back to the people that you meet, besides obviously mom and dad, who is like the person you look up to in terms of running? Oh my goodness. Um, that I've met. Or that you just know. Yes. I feel really bad because I forgot his last name. I might have it on my phone, but um, oh, ultra, that is that is a great question. I would have to say um, Mr. Sean, uh, who I met my first race and he's just such a genuine character. He's so kind and I've loved running races with him. And of course, mom and dad. Um, and there are other people that I didn't know that, you know, I didn't really get to know their name, but I still loved talking to them and all of them. But yes, I look up running wise. I don't really watch that like professional, uh, ultra running but like people that i've met mr sean is uh definitely up there and if he's listening uh i hope you're doing well mr sean um and there's other people too uh i'm pretty sure there's a uh, again i for 
there if I get if I get if I get their last names I would totally say but um uh I remember Mr. Price I forgot his first name um Mr. Steve uh and if they were listening to this they know exactly who they are I love running with them they're so fun Mr. Steve he's just he pl- he just chugs along and he's super awesome and same with Mr. Price but Mr. Price is a veteran in this he's done so many races um but yeah they're they're all so much fun to run with, um, and plenty of people that I know I'll meet along the way when I keep doing it. Um, and really, what motivates me is like just seeing how you know, like I was saying, how encouraging everyone is. It's not just like a one person out of the pack; everyone is encouraging you. And at first, I just want to say this real quick because I am get super insecure when I get into something that I don't know if I'm gonna be good at or not because I don't I don't want to embarrass myself. And even at the first ultra, like everyone included me, like I was, like I was with them, I guess. When it, even if it was my first one, and all these people have done, you know, done it for, you know, years, and it was just really comforting to see that you know, you're we're, we're pretty much just all all of us are doing it together, and even like when I would hit. A mileage that didn't seem like a lot they would still see it as an accomplishment you could go out there and run for maybe four hours and they would still be happy that you went out and it's just it's so much fun it's so much fun um i have another question again because i know for running for especially long distance you are physically preparing your body mm-hmm. but also i know it's a big mental game so how do you prepare yourself mentally for those challenges so like when I did, when I did ultras, I just kind of, and and mar and marathons too, or the marathon I did. It's all you're just uh, you have to kind of visualize when you run for that long. It's important to um, like what really hurt me was when I did my last the last ultra I did, um. I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but I didn't train for it at all. So it was just, it was just more fun. I just actually, it was a training race for mom and dad and I just wanted to go out there and do it with them. So I did. Now, I, now I know that, um, listening to music is a big thing in the race, the marathon, were you allowed to listen to music? Cause I know oh, yeah. there's races where the main challenge is when you run, you can't listen to, um, music, which is what, um, uh, Mr. Markham, he did a race where, it's like a long, it's like a marathon. The but Iron you Man. Yeah, you can't listen to music. Like you have to run a long distance, but you have to like, it's a very mentally challenging thing. I'd assume. Well, yeah. the thing with the Iron Man is that it's not just running. It's right. Running a marathon, but you have to swim. What is it? Bike. Five k. You have to swim. So. I think it's a five k. You have to run a marathon. You have to bike a hundred miles. It's a tri. It's a tri uh, triathlon. Triathlon. But it's considered one of the hardest, if not the hardest, triathlon in the world. Yes, uh, and I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, so when I ran, so when I ran the marathon, I listened to no music because that's how I trained with Dad. Dad and I trained no music. Well, there's so, a psychological aspect to that. Uh, in certain psychological, uh, what's the word I'm looking studies. for? Uh, not necessarily experiments, but, observations. Well, uh, there's a psychological under, or, uh, I guess, research based on the understanding that when you do something that is important, in your case, running, or even if it's just something as simple as studying, if you do it in the same environment 
over and over and over again, it gets easier. So for studying, you recall information easier. And I'm sure with running, it becomes easier because you're familiar with the environment. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were running, did it feel natural in a sense? Um, so I, I wanted to get back to Porter's question real quick, but I just want to say visualizing uh, instead of looking back how many, like instead of looking how many laps you've done or how many laps uh, you have left, just kind of just taking in what's around you and just really under like just soaking in where you are because if you look too much in the past or too much into the future you're going to overwhelm yourself which I'm pretty good at so it's um to prepare myself mentally I just I also realize that I'm more than willing to go through I don't care how much pain I have to go through I will a hundred thousand percent get I will do my absolute best to get to my goal and I've been able to do that every time I've run uh, and it's just having that mental drive, which I know you had to have for your state championship. You had to have for every sport you played, and James has to as well uh, for soccer. I mean, we all practice that. I think it's just knowing. It, it depends on how far I I I was able to go past my limits, which is something that I didn't think I'd be able to do. And real quick, I wanted to get to Isaac's question. Um, it's an interesting one because when I first started running and I felt comfortable, I definitely felt like it was just another day just going out and training. That's definitely what it felt like for during the marathon and every in the ultras too. But when that fatigue and that soreness and the pain starts to kick in, um, when you don't have something playing, like when I wouldn't have anything playing in my ears, my, my mind would get so loud and I would just really start to discourage myself. Well, not discourage myself, but I would, um, like what's the what's the word? Um, just like just the thoughts of saying, "Oh, this pain really hurts." I just really want to stop. I don't want to keep going. You're talking about intrusive thoughts. I guess I wouldn't label them intrusive because, well, whatever it's called, if it's called intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts. But um, like it's just negative self talk, or just not. I I was not. It's like not giving up on my giving up, but on myself. But like I was talking down to yourself. I guess I don't know whatever the correct term is, but. Music, what helps me is it helps to, you know, keep my adrenaline going, hypes me up, and I just am more able to let it go. Um, but when the last, the last ultra I did, I tried to listen to, um, to some podcasts and stuff like that. But when the pain gets really loud, like I, I just, I remember I tuned it all out. I was just, my legs were kind of killing me and I wasn't focusing on it until, um, you know, I swear I think comedic podcasts are awesome for running because it gives you a good laugh. Well, I've noticed that with uh, something as simple as just working, it almost feels like a music or podcasts. If you focus on them, not what you're doing, it makes the day go by a so much longer. Thousand percent. Which is which? You think is better, a podcast or a song? Because I'm I'm like thinking, would a podcast be better for like the long term, or would music be better? It depends on the content. So I'm not a long distance runner, but I still have experience with running. And when you listen to something like a podcast, there's more content to absorb, right? So you're listening to the same thing versus the variety that music brings. So if you need variety in order to give you something to focus on that's different, go for music. 
But it's much easier to zone out and just kind of listen to the droning of whatever it is you're listening to to make it go by faster. So it just depends on what you're looking for. For me, um, ultra marathons, podcasts, when I did my marathon, if I were to listen to anything, I would have chosen music um, because, you know, I know I've done ultra, I've done ultras before, but do, doing that marathon was one of the worst pain that I, or one of the, sorry, that's such incorrect grammar, but it was definitely the worst pain that I'd felt more over any race I'd done. Like I remember I was at mile like 21, 22 and I, I was real backstory was I really had to go to the bathroom like nine miles in I held it for nine miles and so I was just like you know what I saw a porta potty I was like I'm going and I was trying to catch up to dad and I fell way 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 behind dad so I was having to run really really fast to catch up to him and I was able to catch him but I I definitely exhausted myself and by mile 21 I definitely because it's important to have some nutrition in your or just some sort of uh carbs calories sugars whatever you can and put in your body so you you don't give out quicker and i didn't i got some um some smoothie flavored skittles for what i'd eat during the marathon and they tasted disgusting so i just pour them i pour them all out inside of the trail because i didn't want to eat them anymore and i i remember like mile 21 mile 22 i was talking to dad and I was like I'm either gonna faint or I'm gonna I'm going to projectile vomit if like I I I was so nauseous and I just had to I I had to slow down and I drank Gatorade and water every aid stop that I could and I didn't and you know what looking back at it you know I know I might have wanted to get a better time but I could care less because I crossed finish line with dad we crossed at the same time and it was really um, it meant so much to me that we did that because I did all my training with dad and then I get to cross the finish line with my dad and my training buddy. Like it just meant so much to me and it's crazy. You know, one of my favorite parts about any race I do is when I go back to, to, to train or just to go on a run. Think about it. Like Isaac and I are going or we all go back to the schools that we grew up going to you know all that nostalgia and like deja vu that you get and every time I run on um, the, you know, the streets and the trails that I do I'm just like all that I think about during the run is all that I I did and it's just it's it's I, I enjoyed that a lot too and I know uh, eating is a big thing um, especially during the race because I know that you know, you got to keep the calories to, you know, keep your body with energy. So what would the runners usually eat? Like, what is their diet consisting of, at least during the race? Well, it's different for ultras and marathons. So which one are you curious of? I'm more curious for ultras. Okay, so ultras, uh, I, do you want to know, like, what I ate? Because everyone eats somewhat differently, I mean, and somewhat the same. Like, what was what was out there? Like, what could you take what? While you oh my were there. goodness! It was like a buffet. You could get cheeseburgers, grits, pickles, um, candy, soda, right? Uh, you know your rice krispie treats, oatmeal cream pies, brownies, cupcakes, cookies. Um, oh my! Uh, 
you want, I, I'll get into what I like the most. Uh, bacon, uh, mashed potatoes, soup. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, pancakes, waffles, breakfast food, lunch food, dinner food. Um, and you, you, you had that, uh, throughout the entire race. And, um, for marathons, are they more of like healthier food or are they about the same? Uh, no. So marathons, you get water, Gatorade and, um, goose or like the, like, do you know what yeah, the, the gel packets? Are? Yeah. Gel packets. Yep. Is it because it should be in a shorter period of time? Is that why they give you less than oh, the ultras? When, when you're running a marathon, or at least if you're trying to run at a time that I did, you, you, you're running while you're eating. You're not walking or sitting down to eat. You're going. You are constantly going. There's no stopping, unless you have to go to the bathroom. Or I mean, of course, you stop if you need to stop. But if you feel good, you're always you are on the move and you're looking to either that next aid station or your or the finish line okay so um for aid stations what do they have marathons for marathons it would be water uh it'd be yeah it'd be water gatorade maybe an orange slicer banana and goose so do they have any like medical stuff inside like for blisters or if you're having like stuff like if your ankles if they're like rubbing against it and you need to like some ointment or like band-aids on it do they have that stuff there as well i'm sure some do for me i didn't really recognize it because i never stopped uh to do that and actually if you find the right pair of shoes and the right pair of socks like i didn't have any blisters after my marathon i got you but i had tons of blisters every ultra i've done i've always had blisters what socks do you recommend wearing for like the longer just like uh, non-cotton ones uh ones that are more breathable uh ones that don't have a lot of friction on your feet and uh, get shoes that aren't like uh, like basketball shoes. You want something that might have like a wider toe box so your feet can breathe. And um, just if you want cushion, have more cushion. Uh, it all depends. But we will talk more into that if we get into any more episodes about the right footwear, uh, how to prepare for races like that. And uh, just some mental drive and motivation skills I think that we all use in any sport in general. So we'll definitely be talking about that. And with that, we uh, we will conclude this episode. And from all of us here in the studio, God bless y'all, and we will see you on the other side.